idea for all this really came from a dream? Yes, it did. Got, got the coof. Good evening and welcome to Nox Mente. Tonight's guest is Boo Cephas. On a quest to, to find knowledge, truth, and dankness, he trained with the mimetic master monks of the High Sierras. He learned the art of shitposting alchemical gold. Lucifus blazed a trail so retarded that the masters asked him to leave and never to return because they never invited him in the first place. And he kind of just showed up and it was like super annoying and past appropriate. But if it mattered not, he was ready to continue his 33,000-year-old Highlander flank battle with Klaus Schwab, the dark adrenochrome warlock of the Davos realm. The Lord of Pies and the Holder of Lines. Pusifus, oh, welcome to Nox Mente. <laughs> Thank you. You read that so beautifully. It was excellent. <laughs> well, as I was saying behind the curtain here, um, it's so good to have some levity. <laughs> Even though this is a Nox Mentane, we're going to get into dreams and all that. But it's just, I enjoy your levity in the world i said that to you behind the scenes and i just want to make sure are you double masked <laughs> damn it i was gonna ask him that <laughs> well i actually wearing 33 masks most of the time oh okay uh, yeah, that's, that's a magic spot <laughs> well you, that what's that mean you have one percent oxygen <laughs> about that but that's when you transcend you know you uh oh yes if it's a 33 <laughs> mask he's got 66.6 percent oxygen exactly oh that's jerry bring in the math you gotta bring the math in here i'm sorry i can't help it <laughs> that's fake news <laughs> no, numbers are fake news come on i'm canceling you right now both of you do it baby do it let's, let's do it i mean just thanos this whole show let's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're on some dark cobble where we're just like in the cancel culture range so what we're saying is fuck it <laughs> as you should I mean, yeah, I, that's that's where I'm at at this point. It's like anyone starts like flying at me with like just like a psychotic uh, nun. Um, I just, you know, just dig in. You know, you can't. I know you can just do nothing and just go, you know, walk away. But it's like, no, <laughs> let's, let's just yeah. stay in. Um, if there was just, ever a time that theater of the absurd really, really, really counted on the on the haha side, where here we are. Remind me to tell you two something after we're done. Okay. Make a note, Jerry, so that you can remember you are elderly. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I Love think it's the, it's the two masks that's making Jerry. Well, yeah, yeah. The masks are definitely making everyone's memory shit. Well, I, I, wear five, I wear six feet of masks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wear three condoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and my penis i've never worn a condom in my life that's so weird <laughs> i've never had a dick but i enjoy the rumor <laughs> okay so they're hard all right they're hard great they are hard Damn it. igor igor tells me this <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, this show's off to a great start. I know. We need laughs. Come on. It's so dark uh, out I'm there. I'm not having a bad time in any way. So no. Yeah. We really do, on a mass level, need laughs. That's why I'm saying Vosifus is perfect tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, even though we are going to get into the beautiful dream stuff and all that juicy stuff everyone experiences with a good Nox Minte show, uh, it's just we need to come on and have some levity with this craziness uh that's going on so i i guess let's let's get started first bocephus put your hand on the bible <laughs> swear your allegiance to nish it's upside down right so it's like and it must be directly on the bible girl not on your clutch okay so anyway um where let's get some of the basics out of the way here where were you born? I'm going a little different route today. Okay. Well, I uh, was born in Reno, Nevada, um, and it was a April time. <laughs> um, Ooh, and I'm I, an was, April baby too. Oh, good. What what what, what day? Twenty six. Twenty six. So I'm a seventh. So are we still Aries together? Or is that no? But I'm on the cusp. But in Vedic astrology, I'm an Aries. Okay. But yeah, I, lo I love my Aries people out there. Hello, Aries. We get a lot of hate. I noticed that. Aries are so much fun. They're one of the most fun. Uh, for me, in my personal life, Bocephus, I've had the most fun with Aries people. My brother's an Aries, and he's no fun. <laughs> well, there's there's so much more to your chart than your sun sign, but I, I seriously I gravitate to Aries. I love them. Yeah, they're, um, we're a fiery bunch, you know? We... Like I shoot from the hip. That's that's my Aries energy. I think I, I'm just I go all ten. I don't think about things. I just which can be trouble sometimes. I I get that. But oh yeah, yeah that's some hot fire, baby. Hot and fast. <laughs> burn it all down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's already a meme. Um, okay, so so we've got Reno. We've got you in April. Were you brought up religious? Um. Yes and no. I, for the first half of my life, I was Catholic, I guess. I was raised Catholic. Um, but after my grandfather died, who was the full-blown Catholic, we stopped kind of doing that. And my mom's pretty Christian still, um, so she would bounce us around from church to church. I was never really into it, um, especially after my grandfather died as much. Yeah. Um, I had a re... I guess I would have a... I had a re uh belief in spirituality or, or whatnot in the occult probably about 20 years ago um because i was pretty atheistic or agnostic more more so until that point um and then i think it was i honestly i think it was lsd and psychedelics in general that changed my mind i was like oh yeah, <laughs> there's something more that's going on yeah <laughs> So when, when you have those experiences, I um, it's hard to, especially if you have the right ones, I think. Um, I'm not saying everyone has spiritual experience. With, I didn't every time, but that really showed up, lifted a, a part of the veil. Um, then I started exploring more into that world. Um, and then just, you know, I, a little bit of dabbled in the magics and uh, or just Eastern, Western esoteric whatever just anything like chaos magic stuff um i liked a lot of that um i'm not too heavy into a lot of it right now it's just hard not having the time yeah uh, but um but i'm still my 
mind and spirit willing i'm still i'm still explorer and i still seek that's where i am i i'm always i'm just seeking in the world not to be confused with the seeks that movement uh although there's a lot of juice there but i i admire this in people that are open and looking and there are so many connective points across the board and that's what i found in my journey that so much is connected even in some of these really hardcore orthodox religions that that you would think are completely opposite you see similar narratives with some of them yes so. yeah it's like a, it's 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 a wheel you know at the center all of these things sprung from and their spokes i think so to get uh caught up on which spoke is better than the other you know i don't think it helps a lot of us when you just when we can just go hey nice spoke over there let me check that out yeah. <laughs> right we're all on this wheel baby exactly um, um okay so we got that we got that all knocked out and then when you were young this is all I, I don't know if you're familiar but i like to get this kind of foundation so we can dive into to the deeper stuff and we get have a sense of who you are before we do that when you were young and very young what kind of stuff influenced the young Bocephus? Like pop culture, were you scared of the dark, all that kind of stuff? All right. Well, I, first I thought maybe you were just trying to get some passwords and like some banking information. <laughs> I'm working on that slowly. No, Are you feeling hypnotized? That. We already breathe have that. In. God damn it. Breathe out. I knew I was being fished breathe again. In. <laughs> breathe out. I'm going to hypnotize you. I'm going to get you there. <laughs> it's really easy to do that to me i'm i'm, I'm pretty susceptible. <laughs> but, uh, but when you say like younger like should I move up from like from my littlest to kind of like a, a teenage angst era i mean yeah take us on a small well, journey on the things that have really influenced but, but, you but first tell us like what was your favorite cartoon on saturday morning hey Ooh. Ooh. okay well my first memories Okay, so like, because I was a big cartoon kid, I I still love cartoons. Um, so, um, like, I think I think because it depends on the era. Because we're talking about like late night or early nineties, late eighties. Uh, that's hard. But like, I was really into Ghostbusters mm -hmm. when I was. <laughs> it's a great show. Yeah. Um, Who are you gonna but, call? Right, and I loved uh, the Gummy Bears. That was one when I was little. I was like really into. Um, <laughs> I never heard uh, of that one. Never seen the Gummy Bears. No, it was like it was like a a Disney Saturday. What morning. era is that? It was like late eighties. Okay, that's why I don't know it. I'm like, at Gummy Bears. I think about the Gummy Bears you eat. Yeah, well, it was it was actually based off the Gummy Bears, but it was a whole like mythology they created where it was set <laughs> in the set in the uh, mid medieval era and the the the. These bears were magic, and they drink gummy bear juice, and it make them like it was basically like steroids. Or no, it wasn't steroids. It made them bounce really high. But if humans drank the gummy bear juice, they would actually be like on steroids. And there was this villain who was like always trying to get that gummy bear juice. Oh, oh like turbo, like, like adrenochrome. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that. you're you're mispronouncing it. Haven't you seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch? It's gummy bears. Gummy bears. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh my god that movie's everything i love it Ugh. anyway jerry you and i whatever back to you bocephus 
Well, um, so I was very, yeah, I was very interested in um, just when I was a child, I saw, okay, so far as fears, I, um, I had a lot of, and I, I don't have them as much now, but I used to have a lot of uh, um, sleep paralysis issues. Um, so that was another thing that actually, I think, awoken me to a, a more other things going on because um, I'd get really bad. And maybe it might've been because of trauma, because I've read that. But that's the thing about that whole situation is there's not a consensus of what causes it and what it is, because even, I can't remember the guy's name, but who really dug into the science like there's he's like he's like this doesn't make any sense because it does appear to be kind of have a spiritual context to it but uh i'd get that a lot um when did that start for you i think my earliest memory i might have been about like five or six and i actually oh and actually this this does tie into your jerry your question about the cartoons because do you remember um uh, i think it was called my little monster do you remember this nope I do remember that. I, I do remember that. I was watching cartoons in the 70s, okay? Right. I'm like 10 years you older. Classic. Yeah, I got No, I, I like you, Jerry had kids and... But my kids were in the 90s and 2000s, so, I mean, we're Teletubbies and Barney kind of shit. Oh, so you skipped that period. Yep. Okay, sorry, Bocephus. We're crazy no, no in here tonight. No, well, so there was this... It was... So it was this videotape I was obsessed with and when we go, go to the, you know, video store... And I always asked for it. It was called My Pet Monster, right? or yeah, I think it was called My Pet Monster. And it's just basically about this little kid that has a monster stuffed animal. And it was like an advert cartoon. So they made a toy, and, or the toy was made, and this was a cartoon. But it was a movie. And I was obsessed with it. And I watched it every time I go there. I go, can we get this? And I watched it and watched it. And I just begged for this this stuffed animal. This like, and it was just. And you can even Google it, and it's got like chains on it. And it's just kind of. I kind had of, one. I loved I it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did love it until that fateful night. Um, so I finally get one, and I'm super excited, and I go to sleep that night. And I had a sleep paralysis where I woke up and was standing at the end of my bed. Um, and then, so this like sleep paralysis also might have been like a weird dream thing too, because when I um, so I I dreamt or whatever that it chased me down the hallway and everything. But when I woke up, I was actually at, cause I was trying to get open my mom's door and it wasn't opening. And I was like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like very cinematic down the hallway. I get to see a silhouette of a shadow and it's just starts running at me if his chains hanging off of it. Um, and, uh, when I woke up, I was at her door. So I like slept walk or something. Um, so that really stuck, stuck in there. And I'd have all these other weird situations like that with dreams and, um, just, and like the sleep paralysis, also, I don't usually get paralyzed. That's the other thing. I, I actually will move, and it's been dangerous. I've broken a lot of things. I've I accidentally hit my my wife in the face once. Um, oh <laughs> you know, no! That's what's happening. It's like <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ha- experienced it. It's like it's really there. Like these things are like look like real three flesh and whatnot. Like I've had some pretty trippy experiences. I had actually had a couple shared ones with her. My wife and that's what that's one of the things about the phenomenon um people can share them and i don't know if you've seen that documentary they did about it um i can't remember the name of this guy who did the kubrick movie um room two two three oh four or whatever two three seven two three seven thank you it wasn't jay widener was it no no um but yeah he did one too yeah uh this one was i think was more of a 
because it went it was on netflix i can't remember the name of the the documentary about the dream sleep paralysis was very good because he will uh, reenact people's experiences and it's not cheesy and it's terrifying so there's Rod- a couple of rodney asher yeah i think that's his name can you tell us about the the sleep paralysis experiences you had with your wife oh okay so i have at least three i'll start with the least intense and i'll move my way up because the first one is really short she actually woke up and i didn't no, but she woke up seeing a, the old hag hanging over me, like floating over me and uh, right over my face. And I was asleep and I woke up and, um, you know, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, can I curse? Is that okay? I didn't imagine. Anything goes here. All right. Well, fucking and fuck. Great. We're not was canceling that, you. Was that movie called The Nightmare? Yes, that okay. was it. All right, cool. Yeah. Wait, is so wait, this is the room 236 or... Room 237 guy made a movie called The Nightmare in 2015. Okay. Yeah, I need to I need to view it. You should. Working it's on very, it. Uh, he's I got another one actually coming out in a few days. Uh, maybe it just came out today. Is it the 6? Uh, no? I don't, I don't know time anymore. Where are we? What day is it? What year? <laughs> he has a movie coming out about simulation third. theory. Uh, comes out the <laughs> 6. So here, I'm plugging that one. I'm, I have nothing to do with it, but... Uh, it's like Phil K. Dick stuff. So it looks cool. <laughs> okay, so so the this stuff with your wife though, this double paralysis. Let's mm-hmm. get on that. This is extremely fascinating. Okay, and I'm having a deja vu right now. By the Ooh, way, that's good. That means yes. we, we've we're, our timelines are sinking. Yes. <laughs> um. So, uh. So let's see. I'm trying to remember the second one. I'm. Okay, well, I'll say this. This one was really. Um, this one was the most terrifying, and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Unless I remember the other one, because it's, it's happened so many times. Um, so there was one night. Um, I so I was laying on the outside of the bed. She's on the inside. At least I thought she was at the time. Um, and I'm hearing. I'm laying on my stomach, and I'm hearing just like. Well, it sounds like t- tongues. You know, like blah, 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 like really, <laughs> really fast. Like blah, 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 really just crazy and i'm like waking up i'm like what the fuck is that and i lean over and i look over and i see my wife standing at the end of the bed and she's spinning her head like really fast going like just really intense and i'm I'm, i start freaking out at this point i'm like what the fuck and then right where the bed line is where my eyesight is all of a sudden i see um this thing pop up and it's massive it's like it's I mean, it looks like it's on its knees, so maybe it's like nine feet tall <laughs> on its knees. Uh, I don't know, and it's and it looks like um, what are the what what are the things in Lord of the Rings that are like on the horses, but they have the big clothes? So the ring wraiths. Yes, looks a lot like that. Um, not, just like a void in the hood, but then all of a sudden, this like horse skull comes out, and it's and it opens its mouth, and I have an auditory experience with this one because i never really had that i've had a few but the auditory experience was this thing screams in my face like like sounds like a fucking t-rex it's loud and i can feel heat (laughs) and i just start screaming because it was this all happens like in like like two seconds or something it was fucking intense so she snaps out of it She's like, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now, but there was a giant demon thing, horse, and we're just like, you know, because we're up. The, the lights are on at this point. And um and I thought maybe 
what she was doing, I was like, I'm like, did you bring that thing into the world or were you actually protecting us? And you were doing some weird, like, uh, incantation to get rid of it. I don't, I don't know. It was very odd, but it's terrifying. Uh, do you remember what, if anything happened to you that day? That I couldn't tell you. Um, cause at one point I used to have almost every other day. I, I, I would even have ones where it would just be people. They'd, I'd wake up and they'd be, the lights would be on and there'd be like a guy grabbing my leg and I'd feel it. Hmm. And like my test would always be, I'd throw a pillow first. <laughs> so I'm like, throw a pillow. Cause I've broken a few things like lamps and walls, <laughs> so, you know, cause you just wake up thinking you're someone's in the house. Um, hmm. And then, uh, you know, it was, yeah, it's just, but that's the problem too. Cause like I could move. I was never paralyzed. I had one experience where I actually was paralyzed, but it wasn't scary. And it's one remember when you had clock radios in the past, mm-hmm. um, I just woke up feeling very tingly and warm. It was actually really felt good. It might've been acid in my spine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I felt really good. And then the radio turns on, at least I'm experiencing what the sounds like. And it's, flipping through channels and it starts talking and it's like and it's talking to me and i can't really remember what it's saying and it does all the only thing i remember is saying it says question authority and then it like shuts off and then i'm like i'm up and so that was like that was that was like my phil k dick moment i think like i had a valus <laughs> valus was uh tingling your spine yeah <laughs> Playing my balls a little bit too. Just oh, okay. <laughs> no. This is incredible though. It with so with your wife though. Okay, so this shared sleep paralysis. Have you both dream shared as well? Um, you know, I don't think we've had that, but we did have a telepathic experience uh, at least once. I mean, we have like. Will little... you share that with us? I'm yeah. I'm always interested in this kind of overlap. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So this might be weird sounding, but this is when I was like, I was saying I was more into the, uh, doing that cultic things. We were doing, uh, something together <laughs> to say the least. Uh, it was very intense. Um, it took, it took a few hours, the thing we were doing, but we were also on a heavy dose of psychedelics at the same time. So we were, it wasn't probably the best thing to do. There was a couple of weird things that happened that night. Um, for one thing we had a, tempered glass that we actually got at a magic shop like the day or two before explode during this situation we were doing and when it exploded i accidentally stepped on a piece of the glass and it cut me and <laughs> yeah um and then the next day I, I actually went to that shop and i told him I was like is this actually tempered because it exploded he's like what the fuck were you doing and i'm like <laughs> oh wow i was like don't don't worry about it um so what ended up happening we had these really strange experiences throughout the night where uh so like that happened um and then we she had like what sounded like kind of like a a download because she had this experience where she felt like she like was getting like weird pieces of paper shoot into her brain or like from a like a funnel maybe she might not even like if i'm talking about this but it's okay <laughs> but no one needs no one knows her so so i don't think she'll be too mad but she's um, anon yes she's <laughs> QAnon. Yeah, she is cute on. Now, you know. <laughs> now you're going to trigger the bots, Jerry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, she, so she had this, so she was like, was, so one thing that was weird, she brought up, she got some information about Amahotep. We, we didn't know who that was. She had the name going in her head. And we looked up and it was like blew our minds. Like, well, this is all fucking very weird. He's like one of the 
you know, a lot of, I think he was like the first Pharaoh who wasn't, um, or he was the first deified Pharaoh, I think. Uh, just a bunch of shit. But M- then later. Imhotep? Yeah. He was, he was in, like, the, in the mummy movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got out here too. I was like, that's fucking weird. Um, and also I think it was like medicine was based off of him at first. And it's like a bunch of stuff. Like in the black community, there's like a huge movement that they follow him and they like, you know, they're like, yeah. he's going to press up history. Yeah. Was, yeah. The Hotep movement. Um, and then, so that later that night we, um, and we're coming down and everything. And then like, we just started hearing each other's voices. I guess the best way to put it. So I, I hear her thoughts or something. It's very odd. It was kind of like an auditory, but not. I don't even know how to explain it. And we were both just like looking at each other and, and like we could just communicate for like three minutes and then it was gone. <laughs> it was fucking weird. I know this, this sounds like schizophrenic, but not to you guys probably. Um, I'm sure, but like the other people, they'd be like, nah, that didn't, that doesn't happen. But uh, it was, that was, so that to me was also really mind blowing. I'm like, this is possible. You know, there's a lot about the consciousness that we don't understand. Uh, Yes. And see, that's all it takes is to have the one experience to allow your brain to realize this is possible. And that way you've opened up already a neural bridgeway, a neural pathway. That's incredible. And uh, it's definitely not weird in our realm. This is where we're going and hopefully without getting a a brain transplant of our brain implant transplant (laughs) (laughs) Q on Q on HP Lovecraft. (laughs) That's incredible though. That is that, that you had that shared experience. And even if it was that short played, so were these dream paralysis experiences with your wife before or after that? Um, I think it was more so after because like we were living in the Bay area at the time. Uh, we were living in Oakland and uh, when we moved back here, after we had our asses handed to us by that place, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this yeah. we got fully uh, um, taken over by the tech boys. I mean, they were, they were halfway there, but yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think it was more so after, and I was getting a lot more too. And um, it just like, I think about two years ago, I just stopped happening. I hope they don't come back because they're terrifying. And I'm afraid it's going to be a heart attack one day. Cause <laughs> you know, sometimes they're silly. I've had silly ones. I've had like, what look like a carpet mar- monster, like acid, weird looking thing. It looked like I had like an Asian dragon head, like fly on and land on me. And that was, that was silly. But <laughs> Do, so are they, can you still get them? I haven't in a while, but I, I yeah, they're, I mean, they've been there for most of my life. Yeah, I would have. Did, okay, so I want to revisit your early childhood again. Did, was there anything in there that was traumatic that you're willing to at least acknowledge? Yeah, I had, Um, well, I would say probably something had to do with when my father left and there, um, he had some drug issues drinking, but I think I used to, I had like these weird, I thought they were memories, but I wasn't sure if like watching him and, and my uncle like shoot heroin possibly and like passing out. I, I don't, I'm not really sure, but like, I don't think, I mean, it wasn't like I was in a super terrible situation, but you know, I, he had a drug problem and uh, he's fine now, but uh, at the time, and then he like disappeared for a while in my life for like 12 years. 
Um, and then I had a, um, I believe like a, a sexual abuse situation when I was really young, about five or six. Um, yeah. Which is hard. It's hard to put because I had like some weird memories like later on in life and then like just things made more sense. And I, I think, I mean, I know this stuff happens and it's always there, but um, it was just seemed like as I was growing up there, it was just, they were everywhere, you know? Yeah. Well, you said you're for, you know, you first started having when you were five or six and then this specific abuse happened, started around then as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that it seems like a direct connection. Yeah. It makes sense to me. So that's why I, I was, wasn't sure if it was trauma based or like this idea of like, if you, you know, like in these papers, like MK ultra stuff that they're doing with right. kids so they can get like responses like that. Um, I, I don't know. Cause I was also, I was also a gateway kid, you know, the, the gateway. Yes. I, I know just a little bit about that conspiracy, but I was in that program and my like, grandfather, um, he was pretty high up in the Air Force. I'm like, I was going to ask, what's yeah, the military connection we, there? Yeah, yeah, you knew we were going to get there. Yep. <laughs> so, so, uh, so sexual abuse, military connections, and you were in TAG. Yeah. And okay. sleep paralysis, right? You're, you're an MK, MK Ultra baby. <laughs> no, I don't know if I want to be an MK Ultra baby. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Nobody wants that, no. trust me. Yeah. But it's interesting that it all kind of tied in here. And then your uncle. So, what was your father doing? At um, well, so he he took off. Um, you know, and there's a lot of that I don't know because, like, my family was strange about like not divulging information very, and like his side of the family didn't really talk to us for a while. Um, because like my dad grew up. Uh, like he had a, he grew up a farm kid, you know, uh, New Mexico. His his mother was Native American, father Irish, like Dutch. Like he hounded my grandmother until basically got married. <laughs> um, so they grew up out in the sticks farming. Um, so he had a really rough, like you know, not easy life. A lot of and you know, just a lot of stuff like that. So I think he just had problems with processing, like love and <laughs> drug yeah. was, um like he was running he was running like drugs through the borders before they even really had any borders you know back in the the early 70s you know crazy stuff he was crazy like uh him and his brother every, everyone in my that side of the family it was crazy like just dangerous my my aunt who passed away she's not here anymore so i can say this but she had a she had a um she was mixed up with the Chinese mafia at the time, like was dating oh one of the ups. Actually had to run. She was, <laughs> she stole some money and changed her name. All this stuff is kind of intense. Uh, the so, Chinese mafia is scary. I've only had a small glimpse into that world and they are scary. That's, Sounds like, that's not the triad, right? No, I think that's Japanese mafia. That's right? Korean. Japanese Korean? is Yakuza. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I know Chinese, that. Yeah. Chinese, the Chinese is, triad is Chinese. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. And it's heavy hair through all the Chinatowns. It's a, it's really well, um, a lot of people don't know about it, but it's it's well established here. And it's it's scary. It's very, very scary. But we are triad friendly here. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, we are. We welcome them. We're so, dead. Let's just say that. <laughs> 
not alive. Don't come after us, <laughs> me. Well, one of the things I'm wondering while we're still here is, do you think some of this stuff is genetically related? So some of your uh, experiences, do you think that there is, they're reaching back in time as far as genetically, you seem predispositioned towards towards the paranormal i guess especially through states of altered consciousness such as sleep and sleep paralysis and dreams and all this for sure and i've seen ufos like at least they i i think they were ufo i guess they were unidentified i've had i've seen and i'm in nevada so you know there's shit that flies around here that's weird and i think i saw a tr3b once with a, a couple friends we were really high on the mountains <laughs> like it was really close it flew and it was quiet and kind of hovered and had weird halogen lights um so yeah no i've never i've never been a um a stranger to the weird um you know i think even one time i might have had an encounter of a secret chief or something it was very odd <laughs> it's just this weird characters that pop into my life and they just don't make any sense and they send they say some weird cryptic shit and then it's i, I don't i don't know so yeah it's i it could be genetic i mean again i like on my dad's side there's the native american so i'd say that's more like uh there's like a shaman-esque uh lineage there but like that that part of my lineage is really hard to get because like they weren't close um, my dad even has missing gaps in, in that part of the family, so, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, genes and, uh, our heritage is very important and the more connected you, you are to it, the, it actually strengthens you and, and there's nothing wrong with that. So well, I know. you can, you can tap into it and, but there, there is a thread there and, and that's more for like, uh, the obelisk, but I just wanted to get, I wanted to get all this kind of as our foundation and let's let's move further into into your experience of dreaming in general so and not to derail but i want to make sure that we honor the fact that this is an oxmente um so how do you experience the dreamscape and if it's changed through your life give us an idea of that so what i mean by that are all is it color is it black and white sensate smell you know touch all that stuff okay um i do dream in color um i've had epic dreams vivid dreams um nonsense just normal dreams i guess um i have uh i have what i think is uh, what's the what's the memory palace that kind of idea i have a returning returning place i yeah, can go the reoccurring yeah like there's yeah there's a, there's a landscape that's like an amalgamation of so like where i grew up there's this mountain called rattlesnake mountain and uh it's, it's that's weird in itself there's a lot of weird stuff over there but in my dream that i can go there and it's like got ruins and almost looks like greco-roman like stuff built into the mountain which is obviously not there in real life but there's like and i can go in there and then there's like little adventures <laughs> um sensation wise how do you know they're not in there oh oh that's a good point there could mm. be yeah there, well there's the thing um i think there's a little installation back there and this is hard to explain but okay for instance there's a uh a dam back there right 
for no reason there's just this dam and it's not a very big mountain and it's kind of near the airport and we have like uh the national guard over there but there's this dam a small little electric dam and uh when i was in high school for a project we went out there um I know this is off subject. We're talking about dreams. I'm sorry. But the the thing was, we went out there to take pictures and then this unmarked van came up and he's like, what are you guys doing here? And we're like, how'd you even know we were here? So, um, but there was like trucks that come in and out back and forth and weird stuff. And then at one point they even like blocked off because people used to go shoot back there. There's wild horses. Um, kids would party back there, but they closed it pretty much all off. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's something weird there. There could be ruins in like an ancient portal machine. I'm hoping. <laughs> Connects to the one in Baghdad, maybe. I yes. Is this, I like, is this Rattlesnake Mountain in, in Washington? Uh, no, it's in it's in Reno. 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 Yeah, it's it's just a small mound. It's not even like really, you know, a tall mountain. It's just kind of like in the middle of the valley. So like Reno's a valley, you know. So you go through the Sierras and you drop into this cratered essentially um and then there's just just kind of random mountain but there is weird stuff about nevada so like so reno has a um also a, where i'm at right now is the sparks so it's like the shellyville to reno it's like the town right next to it um sparks is like masonic central <laughs> so everything so everything's like got pyramids everything's called pyramid all the houses are shaped like pyramids um there's a pyramid lake which is very weird. It has a whole, that's a whole nother situation. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so sorry. I, I, dreams. We were talking about uh, <laughs> the landscapes of my dreams. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I have a lot of vivid dreams. I've had epic dreams. Um, dream in color um, sensation. Yes. I don't know about taste or smell so much, but definitely like feeling a lot of that. Um, anyway, I mean, I've been shot and stabbed in dreams and stuff and felt it. At least I think that's what it feels like. I'm sorry, was there a part two of that question? I didn't. <laughs> oh, she needs to get the door. I just saw the chat. <clears throat> yeah, and don't worry about going off topic. I mean, this okay. doesn't have to be about dreams. All only. right, I'm back. Okay, see, you left me hanging there for a second. I was like, and uh -oh. I, and I I'm so sorry. It's my fault. Yeah, and it's really rare. I'm usually glued to the chair, but I had no choice. So, all right, with this, and this is the thing, Jerry's question was really good, and this was totally Noxmente related because a lot of stuff has been located through the portal of dreaming that is in, in what we consider our outer world. And the like petroglyphs and stuff there are you can go down that rabbit hole there are some crazy connections therein and who knows with some of the woo we deal with with multi dimensions and layer after layer of uh conscious experiences through the different dimensions and timelines and time slips so that stuff's always of interest to me it's definitely Nox Mente related. Anyway, yes. so back to your landscape. So this amalgamation of that space, does it, were you saying earlier that it shifts 
So it's the same space. It's always familiar. You go back to it. Does it shift and move around, but it's that same space? Yes. Yeah. So like sometimes the ruins will change. There'll be different chambers. Um, sometimes like there's like homes or look like homes in the bed in the mountain, but they're not. It's like, yeah, so it does change. It shifts. It's very, very wishy-washy. But like at the same time, it's always the same location. Um if that makes sense so absolutely it's it's completely a standard thing actually i mean i have places i live and i go back and they're always different but it's that same place yes and sometimes i'm like who's squatting in my house <laughs> i go i've got this house and this one one experience and it's like i go in it's trashed or something i get really like when i come back from dreaming and i'm back in the niche world you know, and something's off. I've in the dream world. I've gone back in, and I've had a house that just got trashed, and I get pissed. Whoa, Whoa really? That's so yeah. weird. It's very weird. And then when I check in, I realize it's been like years since that. Like in the dream time, whatever the time is in that particular experience, it had been years since I'd been back. So when I start asking questions, because this is what I do in dreams. I start asking questions like, what time am I in? Uh, if I don't initially know who I am, then, you know, I try to locate that. But the the thing that's always congruent for me is I know this space, this space is my home. So then it's a matter of getting details if something's out of place. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, when you're talking about time and the dream time and that, that idea, um, I've experienced getting information in a dream and then it shows up later. I've had that um, one, one in particular, it was like, it was kind of amazing. But at the same time, not <laughs> was uh, I was dreaming about like giant black pyramids. I was like on the, I was on the, um, the hillside of San Francisco, kind of looking over the, the golden gate and all that. And I see these giant and I'm in a RV and I see these giant black, shiny, pyramids just flying like ufos just really slow like coming in it was very epic and i'm like wow that's fucking weird <laughs> they land and um and i was like okay and i wake up and i'm like oh that's that's strange so months go by i might even been a year it was a long time and i just couldn't you know and i didn't even think about it but i fell asleep on the couch and i'm listening to a podcast i don't even remember what it was and and i got the uh the ear buds in and i when i wake up i'm hearing them talk about giant black pyramids so in my head i was like i'm like was this like a retro causality did i dream because <laughs> i like went into a dream state um and it like sent information back into a dream in the past i don't know that's my best guess because it was like it was so weird and like felt like deja vu when it happened i'm like because uh, uh, i didn't i didn't see anything at the time about like giant black pyramids flying um but i don't know <laughs> well, that brings me to a question, and at some point I would get to it. Have you, so how much high strangeness, say, dreams in general can be considered high strangeness, but how much of this kind of material have you encountered in the dream space? So the the pyramids, UFOs, aliens, all this kind of stuff we consider the weird and woo in this reality. Oh, so much. Um, it's hard even swear to know where to start. I could say one that was somewhat recently in my memory. I was doing some research uh, 
and I was trying to read through the the crazy nonsense of Kenneth Grant and I was <laughs> I was really tired so I think that's actually how you how you read it because you have to be I was it was like two three o'clock in the morning I feel like I was out of my mind and I'm just trying to figure out this thing and I'm reading through it and it's just like just crazy and I start passing out and like and you know how like in his like ideas where there's um uh what's it called the uh, the mulve zone I feel like that's kind of what it is it's like this in between conscious and unconscious state and maybe that's where the information I was picking up was on in the book I was reading because when I fell asleep I had these again dreams of pyramids it's always with pyramids I don't know what's wrong with me. but I'm like I'm like I'm walking around with no shoes and I'm trying to find it's, I always have this reoccurring thing where I'm trying to it's not why I'm naked I just can't find my shoes it's very annoying so I'm trying to find maybe maybe I'm lost my soul. That's maybe that's what that means. Now I think about it, that's not good. <laughs> so, so I'm walking around like where the fuck's my shoes? And I'm going through this like so I'm like walking normally through a neighborhood, and I think it was like a it was a familiar neighborhood, like my grandparents' like neighborhood, and then it starts morphing into other neighborhoods, and I'm like and all of a sudden I'm just like trapped going through this weird like bizarre or like mixed of Disneyland. Like I'm stuck. I can't turn back. It's just like, it's just taking me down this weird pathway of like, just like strange ongoings and circusy stuff. And I look up and I, and then once I get through it, I look across the way and there's a pyramid and there's these guys, Egyptian esque like all, you know, whatever. And they're, they got this, like they're walking with this thing or like over the shoulders, like on the sticks. I don't know what those are called. Um, looks like the Ark of the Covenant, basically, and uh, and <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, I was like, was it because of the shit I was reading in that book? I don't know. So I don't know if that answered your question, but I I've had a yeah, I I get a lot of weird shit like that. Um, then I you know then I have normal ones that don't really seem like they're mean anything. It's just I'm interested in the the ones that stick out strange, and. And especially the ones that when you come out of the dream space have, you've brought a mood with you where they stick with you in some way, even if you cannot recall the imagery or what went on, that it, somehow your mood is affected by what went on. And so how often does it happen, does it happen for you that a dream will leave that lingering shadow for you through the day yeah it's like a dream hangover <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah 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 you get trash on the dream and then you're just like fucked the rest of the day sometimes weak um yeah i think when i have <laughs> epic dreams when they're like really intense and uh powerful that that will give that and or if they're scary they'll leave it a or even they're enjoyable too i guess too i'm not gonna just all go negative but uh yeah, no, I, I get I get those dream hangovers sometimes. Um, not so much lately since I have a little one. I don't get much sleep, so that's kind of fucking up my dream dream schedule. Um, but yeah, it's it they do they'll they'll leave an impression on you when they're epic. And you know they say you only have so many epic dreams in your life. Um, but I think I think when you're dream when you dream more in color and all these other things, you might be. Um, I think you're my you're more you're more you're getting more of it i guess there's more uh but uh wait who says you only have so many epic dreams in your life 
it was something I read, and, you know, and again, that's just what people's opinions, but there was, I think somewhere I read that they said like, you might have like 20 or 30 in your life, like just where they're so epic. You can remember every detail and sensation. Um, I find this interesting. And this is where I, uh, I don't front load myself with other people talking about dreams. It's funny because this is what we talk about here. And my whole life's been a big study of dreams. And in the early days, of course, the Monroe Institute, not the early days, but when I became more, more into looking deeper, the Monroe Institute certainly played a big part in it and all that. Uh, so I've detached from a lot of people talking about dreams because there's no way to prove this kind of stuff actually. And that's the thing that we like here is that it's a personal experience. Yes, there's a lot of overlap and yes, there does seem to be uh, some hard sciences developing around consciousness and different states of consciousness through neurology and all this, but it's still nebulous territory and statements that feel hyperbolic like that really put me off. I think sometimes with the epic dreams for me, those can be almost like downloads of information. And if you're able to parse through the symbology and the over mood that you bring through it and get to the core of what made it epic there's something bigger at play there yes i totally agree and i can tell you one that i had that was a very lynchian one that i felt like was like one of those where it was a uh, i was getting information because it <laughs> um where i uh it was a so when we go when we go into epic dreams too you and I didn't mean to like say like you only can have so many. That was just something I've read in passing, um, which you know, like again, like a lot of I think a lot of people's just trying to grab onto that untangible thing. It's like good luck with that. It's not, <laughs> you know. Oh, I know, I know. I I totally got where you came from with that. But anyway, it, move into this. <laughs> um. So there was I. It was so when you have when you have a lucid dreaming, right? And I haven't had one in a while, but when you have them, they're so they're so beautiful. You know, it's. And like, you have to be really careful not to get too excited or it, you'll wake up. I know, at least for me, that was always the issue. So like, I try to like, when it starts happening, I was like, okay, okay, just uh, relax. <laughs> just, just hold on a second. Um, and I had this experience and it was very, it was like a very, it was like a Lynchian movie or Lynch movie. Is, that sounds stupid, but it was like a Lynch movie where I, um, I was like washing a car and that's where I was in my dream. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I'm dreaming. And I turn around and there's this weird little kid just staring at me in, in this yard. And it's like a house that's very, it's just looks, it looked like, um, uh, like burbs, you know, like it was just very, that kind of plasticky, um, situation. And like, I hand him the hose and he just, and I walk into the house and he just turns around slowly, looks at me and he's got the water shooting out of it. And like, I'm getting very nervous around him because he seems very creepy <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta get away from that one. Um, and I go in the house and my and my my mom is with her friend and they're like eating dinner like all weirdly and it's like just like robotic and I sit down, I'm like, I'm like, I gotta go. Can I have the keys? <laughs> she just like looks over me, he's like, Okay, hands me the keys. I start driving 
And then all of a sudden, like it turns, it was daylight and it turns dark and I'm just driving and there's an end to this neighborhood where I can't go anymore. It's like the rendering stops and just won't let me go. I'm getting frustrated because I'm still lucid. And, and, uh, and, uh, and then I, I look in my rear view mirror. I see a, a garage door open and a light in the garage door because everything else is dark. All it's like, it's like there's no lights on in these houses. And I'm like, I got to go in that garage. And I go in that garage and uh, there's these like weird, like, like uh, dudes in there that are, uh, and they have, they have this like shaman vibe but they're, they're like, they're like Wayne's world, like metal heads, just like goofy. And they're like, and I'm, I'm sitting there. I felt like hours just like shooting the shit. And then there's like blowing my mind with like crazy shit. And, um, and all of a sudden they're like, one of them's like nervous saying like, Oh, she's going to come in. I'm like, who? And they're saying there's this, you know, one, I don't know if it was who it was at this point, but they're just scared of this woman. And they're like, she's going to be home soon. I'm like, okay, this is getting weird. I start getting nervous and she comes home and she's, and she has this energy and presence that's fucking terrifying. And I can tell they're scared and I'm like scared. And she's just like opens the door, fucking angry, starts screaming at them. Like, I don't think they're, I'm supposed to talk to them. That's what the vibe is. Um, and I kind of like just go, Hey, how are you doing? Just <laughs> asking her about her day. And I like seem to, uh, lower the temperature of her of this character and then she just like gets really nice it's like oh and you know she's just like talking to me and i'm like okay this is fine we're good and then she's telling me that i should be worried about something else and i'm like what what are we talking about and it's like this and she's talking about it's like this weird snake creature or something i don't even know but this thing didn't it wasn't this is where it's gonna be hard to explain Cause then the, the scene of the house would change all of a sudden it had like a basement to show up and then it would go away. And it like had looked like it would just like the best way I could describe it. Like kind of matrixy where it was like, and it'd be there and it'd be gone. And, and then um, the walls started like bubbling out and like basically at this point, the snake thing was in the walls of the dream going through like really fast and moving around the set. And I can, and I sensed it was not happy that I was talking to everyone. And I was this far into a lucid dream. Cause it, it felt like it was like three, four hours. Like I was, you know, it could have been like 30 seconds, you know, but, uh, and, uh, it's just undulating through the walls. It's like, and, uh, I can, and it, it just feels angry and I get really scared because <laughs> I'm like, Oh, this is intense. Cause it felt big and upset. Um, and so I was like, okay, I guess I got to go. And they're like, all right, see you later. And I just open the door and walk out. And then all of a sudden I wake up and it was like that. And I was like, that was really fucking weird. So that was, that was, I don't know if that answered it, but. <laughs> oh no, that's incredible. How old were you when that, that one happened? Um, I think that was about that was... seven years ago, not that long ago, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really intense. Um, right. Yeah. Did, and so when you came up out of that, what was the mood through the day? Since it kind of, you brought it up during the mood hangover. Very weird. Like I felt, like I was upset because like these things, I think when you're lucid and you get the information like you're talking about, you like get the glyphs, you're getting notes and you're trying to like jot them down, but you can't write in dreams really. I mean, maybe some people can, but I can't. Like I can sometimes read in dreams, but it gets mm -hmm. like, starts getting like the letters will start flipping and. Um, but it's like, it's like gold just dripping out of your hands. You're trying to grab as much information, like bring it on to the other side. So yeah. like 
the, the mood hangover um, is like frustration, like especially with those ones. Cause you're like, I got so much fucking good shit there. Like, yeah. I, I felt like I was talking to shamans and uh, giant dream snakes were after me. And it was like, <laughs> you know, uh, it was, yeah. So like it's that one I felt after that one, I felt pretty bummed for a couple of days. Like, oh, you felt bummed out for a couple of days. Interesting. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I felt good, but at the same time, I felt bummed because I knew that those guys told me some stuff that was so like mind blowing, and it mm-hmm. like went away. I, I'm like, I don't even know what it was. It's incredible. That's an incredible one, and it's a good example of these. You know, a lot of times people term those downloads, and I certainly can throw pull up and throw those into what I consider a download too of information. This is at a higher level and you're, you're really getting information. And so in the scope of your life to this point, how many have been on that level? Um, I've had a few, but like that was, I would, I would say that was the one that was the most epic, long lucid dream I've ever had. Cause it, it, it took me, cause when I first had one, I was so interested in it. It was like nothing I've ever experienced. Um, I even had a period when I had lucid dreams, I was kind of a dick, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, and this is where I also, I was like, I'm like, there's also rules in, in the, on that level too. You don't play around because like I, there was one in particular, it's really funny, but I was like in that grocery store and I just started slapping people's food out of their hands and their groceries and just being running it muck, just like an asshole. Cause I'm like, I'm dreaming. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. And it got to the point where like, I, um, oh yeah, this was actually, now I remember it. This one was really intense too. So I pissed off something in this dream. Like I, I, I call them dream cops. So like, I think there's laws maybe over there, at least in my world. Um, and I was being such a dick. Like I made something mad and it was chasing me through different dreams. Like I was jumping through different settings and this thing kept on chasing me until we were like at this epic showdown that was like that um, Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, Kill Bill, where they they're like, <laughs> they're yeah, yeah, go to fight in the snow and with the swords. And this thing like turned like it was elfish and all kinds of weird shit. Um, and it like had a sword, and I was like, all right, let's do this. And it went boom, really fast at my face and turned into a wolf in mid coming at my face and it went bit in my face, I woke up and then I felt like I was actually kicked out of dreamland for a while. Cause I didn't have any dreams for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in the, <clears throat> let's talk about this one. So it was, there's a, obviously you made the association with that Owen, Oren Ishii, right? That, that bloods the snow scene in Kill Bill, mm-hmm. which is epic in and of itself. Just the, just the symbolism. Um, and your level of lucidity in that dream was so high that you were able to go around and cause a ruckus. This is a big deal. That's a lot of control. And that's a high level of lucidity. And as far as I'm concerned, that's one of the fun things until you encounter others in the, in the space that are also lucid and, <laughs> you know, you get the feedback. It's like... This is not all just uh, NPCs, you know, this is not all just uh, characters from my own psyche. And one of the things I find very significant is this thing that morphed into the wolf comes at you, you get 
essentially kicked out and then you're not able to dream for how long did would you say it felt like months and i was getting frustrated because i was because <laughs> at this point in my life um i was really interested in it and i read a lot and like like i was just into exploring things and um and then what what i ended up doing is i i would do this like kind of prayer right before i go to sleep and go like i i apologize for what i did there it was not cool i won't do it again and i just kind of did that for <laughs> maybe a few weeks i don't know and then i had a dream and i was like okay and and then slowly or surely i um i got a couple um lucid and i was very cool i was like okay this is you know i'm not gonna do weird shit and just go off the handle like a psychotic person because because maybe it is like another just like as real as this place just a little more um Wifty and wafty, but you know, like if if like you know if I was like a guy going to a grocery store to start slapping people's shit on their hands, it, they would throw me in the jail. In jail, so it made sense. <laughs> well, the reason why I wanted to bring this point up is it's very salient in the fact that there are dream rules. There are rules in every dimension, every which way we are. It, it just reminds me of the first time I did uh, carts, cart racing, and I just thought it was like bumper cars right wrong 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 you don't get in cart racing and these cart racers take things seriously and i thought it was bumper cars so i'm that person thinking it's bumper cars trying to take everyone out and i got totally banned and um and so it's the same thing you become lucid and you don't and this is when we're talking about others that are sentient that are also engaging in and participating in their experience of that so it's like something comes into this dimension and i am i'm just i'm actually so happy that this is happening right now in the nox Vente. so with with the dream rules and with that kind of uh i don't know toddler mentality you had in there had okay first of all when was that how long ago is that um, that might've been like, uh, I feel like that might've been like 15 years ago. I was like probably in my mid twenties. I, I see, I don't even have a concept of time. I'm, I'm almost 38. So. Okay. So. Uh, so I was, this is like, I think a lot of these things started peaking when I started exploring of psychedelics. I had a lot of strange things happen after I did that. Cause I didn't do any drugs, really didn't drink till I was like 18 and I went full ham on like LSD and mushrooms. <laughs> it was bad. Like, or it was good, but I like, I no, was, it's good. It opened your mind and, and yeah. showed you these spaces. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the higher side of it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I just, I should have probably like did the little steps like growing up like normal kids <laughs> where I was like, it was really good for a long time. So I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's go to 10, man. You're I would Aries. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know, so there was one time I took about 30 ish. It was oh now my God. that was bad. I was tripping for like, like two days or something. Oh Jesus. I can't, I, even in my day back in the day, that would be too much. So, yeah. all right. So I want to explore this a little more. So at this time when all this was happening, when this dream in particular that turned into this incredible incredible lucid dream where you were testing the rules is this anywhere near the time that were you with your wife at this time um i don't think so um because at that before i you know i was a little bit of a bachelor you know yeah 
Yeah, you're an like, Aries. You don't even have to say no more. <laughs> I had no luck with women until I was about 18. I was very, mm-hmm. you know, I, was like, I grew up like pretty hefty. I was, I was a pretty large chunky kid. And when mm-hmm. I lost weight, you know, they kind of like, Hey, I was like, that Man. fire's burning bright. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was before that. Cause like, um, yeah. Cause my dreams changed after I got married and settled down. Um, I think a maturity level came in too when I kind of calmed down. Um, so yeah, but beforehand I was, I was, I was crazy doing lots of weird drugs and experimenting. Well, I'm trying to just get at this overlap because you have some incredible imagery here. I'm so happy about all this. Mm -hmm. So this, with this particular one where you're testing the rules in that plane, where you were in a state of consciousness that was lucid, where you're awake. And this is always a big deal. And where you encounter uh, something that morphs, you know, the, the thing that morphs into the the wolf's head. And mm-hmm. then you get like put in the timeout corner from even dreaming. And so, uh, okay, so let's go from there to How, okay, if we can, if we can wind back here, do you recall your very first lucid dream? Um, or at least the beginning when it started happening, when you woke up in the dreamscape and you realized, whoa, I'm awake. That period, at least right in there. How old were you? I think I was about, it might've been about 16, 17. I, pretty, pretty young. It was just a few seconds. I was like, whoa, what is this? And then. <laughs> that's that's how it happened the first few times. It's just so I would have to tell myself, um, like calm down, don't yeah. do, don't look at anything, because <laughs> I noticed when I start getting excited, then they would just kick me out. Yeah. So uh, it, it took a few years to get kind of used to like when it would start happening. It's been like, oh oh yeah, that's right, I'm dreaming. Um, but uh, yeah, like when it, I think a lot of my weird, um, because like you know. I, I, I was young having all the sleep paralysis episodes. Um, so I'd be terrified for a long time. I was terrified to fall asleep. Like mm-hmm. I just, like, what's going to fucking happen to me? You know, I'm like, gonna, um, cause I, you know, I, I would, I would see like all the things that you'd normally see. I see things that on my chest and then like big demon things and weird, just so, um, you know, I, I don't know if I answered that, but like there was, yeah, I think about that age is when I first started having lucid dreams. Um, and then when I started working with it and kind of finessing, um, working it out, you know, and dream, dream, working out, like doing my, uh, my sets and, <laughs> you know, pumping <laughs> iron in there, you know, not in real life. I, I was a mess. I just, I didn't pretty flabby. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that, that was probably about that time when I really started noticing, um, the ability to, um, have that you know because it, it seems like before like when you have like all those hormones and all that crazy shit you're you're just like a mess you know <laughs> yeah yeah so okay so and then in the beginning when you would have those and this is real common for everyone you you realize you're dr- awake and that usually pops you back out it's like this whoa i'm dreaming and it it's easy to it's you know for people that just start to experience that it's easy to just they pinpoint focused on something and 
and try to try to open the expansion of that reality because it you do get popped out. Uh, did you have in the beginning and even now, did you ever feel like you may have been you may have passed on? Like passed on like like you were dead. Oh, I yeah, you know, because there it's uh there's times like when you have those, you're not really sure what alive is. You're like yes. almost because <laughs> almost sometimes I feel like um being because like there's obviously consistency to the physical reality we're in, you know. Um it's not wonky like a dream. But sometimes I after a while I start feeling it's like, you know, probably death is just kind of like life or life is when we hold our breath to go underwater and it's just and then you when you come up for air that's that's death but you're still alive i don't know if that made sense <laughs> um that's kind of like the symbolic way i like to look at it um so like in the dream realm it almost feels like i could see where that maybe that is the other um other world or other realms um and maybe these ideas of like ghosts and other stuff might be like uh, like maybe you get trapped like if you didn't know you were dead you were just like stuck in a dream like that sounds terrifying i think about it <laughs> um but yeah it does it just especially when you have like these really epic dreams and and then like you know dream cops come after you and whatnot um you know you're just running running hot over there um you start wondering you know, like this you know like this can't be just it there's just no way you know like ephemogenically you're getting just dreams and because your brain's trying to be busy it's so fucking stupid um yeah i don't know if i answered your question but it does it does feel like i mean death and life are they're the same coin i guess so it's just yeah. death death's probably not as spooky unless you are living a spooky life maybe you're if you're terrified of it then it might be like jacob's ladder and you're gonna have demons after you, you know? right right there's a big big play in what lens you're using to to get involved jerry you look like you're gonna ask yeah i had i heard someone talking about jacob's ladder it was a really interesting take on it that um i forget exactly how it came about but oh i remember what it is so the doctor at one point it was at danny aiello this is his chiropractor tells him that uh it's your demons that keep you attached to the earth to this plane so one way to look at that movie is to say that he was shedding those demons so he could eventually move on from there i thought that was pretty interesting it is yeah. beautiful yeah no. that movie's a must see that's it that's in my top 100 list have you seen it Lucifus? oh yeah it's huh. a it's a there's there's certain movies that are like truth bombs you know like and i don't know if it's like intentionally um you know or unconsciously where they're just so profound you know and, and i know like there's some people in the conspiracy world that are like saying constantly that hollywood's trying to like fuck our brains up <laughs> <laughs> i still don't think that about everything um but yeah that one's that one's that one's a, a really interesting movie um i haven't seen it in a little while but it's 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 terrifying but it's also beautiful it's uh yeah you know they remade it a couple of years ago Oh God! They was... remade Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, I didn't no see it, but I'm, I don't want to. Yeah. Oh my God! I need yeah. a little research on that, Jerry. Can you send me a link? Yes, dear. 
Um, you don't mess with greats. Um, okay, so while we're here with lucidity, the the scale of lucidity, when you're in these, now we're going back again to the epics, right? The, one that's, the ones that you were calling the epics. When you're having those, do you, have you felt as if you're getting, has there been a guide? I guess that's what I want to know. Has there been a guide that's kind of been showing you stuff? And I'm thinking about, in particular, I can't recall one of those that Jason Quit was talking about. And I think this was a long time ago, if I recall right, where he was being shown the future and all this. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Lucifus? Um, no, but that sounds really fascinating. Oh my goodness! You gotta revisit. You gotta find the info from him. It's amazing. Well, he's amazing. in the chat right now. I see him. He can. He can. Jason's in the chat. <clears throat> yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hi, Jason. He's been on our show. Yeah, you know, we uh, re somewhat recently became Twitter friends, and it's it's fun. I like him. <laughs> oh, Jason's he's amazing, awesome and he's guy. funny. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. Um, anyway, so his well, check out check out his uh, his work with this and the stuff he was seeing through these kinds of state, including remote viewing and all that. It's it's absolutely riveting. And so what I'm getting at and why I'm corresponding, Jason, uh, to that is, have you had any guides that have moved you through in these epic ones that presented information to you specifically? Yes. And the thing is, and I don't know about Jason or other people, because it probably is different for everyone. I feel like mine wears different skins. So it's like, it's, it's the same character or essence archetype. It's, it's there. Um, but he's, it is, um, it, it comes in different forms. And, I, um, yeah. So like the, when I dream, I was telling you about the, the, the Wayne's world guys, that was one where he was, or it was that, um, and I've had other ones where they just, they always give me the fucking download and it's gold and it comes out of my hands. And I think, I think a lot, I blamed a lot of it when I was smoking a lot of pot. I'm like, that's why I can't remember shit because I'm fucking high all the time. Um, and I, and, uh, yeah, and I, and I, and maybe the best way I can think of it, they're like the secret chiefs of the dream world, or maybe they're the, in the real world too. There's the same thing. Um, so they, 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 they're very strange characters and they go, look, this is, the deal and they give you the goods you know and you better be paying attention and if you keep a dream journal that's like that's probably where you're gonna you know benefit from that because you know it's it's that's where the real information comes from not schools you know not dr fauci <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> i agree well this is this is why um some of these people that are adept at uh, these experiences and move them forward and can give us some real intel. And, and this is why some people get co-opted, of course, into programs, right, into government programs and, and utilized for these skills. This is, it's real deal. It's real deal. And, uh, and can be honed in on. It's like anything else. Dreaming is the same way. So, all right, I want to kind of springboard here with this into what has felt prophetic have you had stuff that played out when you were able to parse through symbols because some we are dealing with symbols have you been able to parse out information that felt like this is a possibility a possible timeline that could play out yes yeah um i think that's happened 
a few times. Um, I actually had one a couple days ago, actually. Um, if you're, if, <laughs> if you, if you know, if everyone knows about the, the hot, the hotness of, uh, the, the game stonks, um, the game stop stonks, I had a, oh, yeah, yeah. I had a dream. So I bought some AMC, you know, I didn't go a lot in, but I, I, you know, I felt the heat and I think I blame some of it on the, the lockdowns. It kind of gave me a little fevered, fevered pitch of just like, yeah, let's fucking do this, man. Let's crush the banks. Um, but anyways, I bought some and I was, I was like, yeah, I don't even know why I convinced myself that it was going to work out. <laughs> but, but the night before we had the big, big crash of it. It was like 50, I think it was down like 53% or something. It just got hammered. Um, and that's a whole other conversation why that happened. But the night before I dreamt that I was at a movie theater sitting there trying to watch a movie. And then like I got up and I got lost and then like there was people missing. And then also like the theater started clearing out. So I think symbolically maybe I was getting information that like my game or my um, AMC stock was about to get smashed and lose lose <laughs> um that's very mundane i know it's not very profound but that was one recently that I was like oh that might have been but again i could have been thinking about it i know that that materials would be like no oh, you were just thinking about it because you just did that but i think my dream was telling me that I was fucked <laughs> it, was, it yes. was up a buck today so it's true but, <laughs> but what you're saying is very significant here a lot of the stuff is mundane and uh it's or the what we would call mundane and people over they want to we tend to go what well, was so mundane but and this is significant because that really did happen you know this stuff has played out and the thing that i was talking about earlier with the exercising of it and pushing into it and building the relationship especially if you have a guide uh you can get on that level of really pinpoint accuracy with timelines. And there are people in the world, of course, I'd mentioned Jason Quit. I love that he's in the chat, um, that you can get to that kind of that level. And, uh, and it seems to me like you're naturally somehow have this ability. And then as we looked at your past, and where you've been and you know the whole the whole programs thing kind of came up it's it's uh, intriguing let me put it that way bocephus <laughs> that you have such skill and i'm just wondering i think i'm wondering how much you access naturally and how much there might be an overlay or the um solaris blue raven kind of info and i don't know if you're familiar with her and her work but there's an interface that can happen interesting yeah i haven't heard of this um can you explain that a little bit more that sounds fascinating it could also be too that his youth experiences have initiated him into these experiences yeah it's all it's all this interesting it's all these though. it's all connected and something i'm kind of just trying to explore recently with people that have these more honed in and adept level experiences and of course i use like i'm using big big examples when i talk about jason quit and solaris blue raven but uh solaris's thing the overlay things an ai interface it, right but it's still 
she accesses information on that level. And so it's, it's just different. And I, I suggest just go down that rabbit hole. She's a friend of the show and, and, and amazing. Okay. So is there a difference for you in this high lucidity and out of body experiences, the OBs or astral projection? Um, you know, I haven't had too much experience with the out of body. Um, I think I've had moments where I felt like I was going to get there, but that was like when I was actually trying. So I was like awake, um, like in dream, dream out of body. Is that what you mean? Like, like when you're right. Sleeping? Well, there's, it's the, it's the lucidity scale, but sometimes like at the highest point, you're actually having a, a non-local experience like by locating. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think I've had too much experience with that, I mean, I've had, I think I've had a few because I've had dreams where I've or experiences where I've fl flown or like I start flying out of my body or I start floating up and then kind of gets spooky and then I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna go too far. <laughs> um, I have, I have a heights issue sometimes. Um, but you know, that's the, that's an, I think that's part of the, this ball of wax, right? Um, where you know, it's, I think we're all talking about the same place and then, you know, and it, appears on different screens for us or if that's the best way it's like it's a holographic and it'll project it's what it needs for you to experience it and see it um i guess that's one way i could put it but uh you know every everyone adds a more fabric fabric or threads to this tapestry of uh you know figuring this thing out um so i love i love i love that you guys talk about dreams and uh and explore this and everyone shares because i think the more i think that's the big biggest elephant in the room <laughs> or one of the big ones is uh exploring these uh aspects of i mean how, how much how much do we sleep it's like it's like mo mo most of our life so there's this whole huge missing piece of life and um experiences that no one shares at all because they're like scared to and like it just adds more to the not only to the mystery, but we figure out more science stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. And this is where, and uh, there's the cult of science that yeah. is the bad stuff, you know, where we're, we're forced into narratives of theories. And then there's the amazing, great sciences out there and scientists working in different fields that are, are absolutely changing the narrative. And we see this through amazing dreamers that are uh, lucid and also remote viewers that are consciously pushing into different timelines that look into the future where we're accessing uh, tech that's not online right now. And and these independent scientists that are working on this stuff are, are blazing a trail and knocking out the cult of science in a big way on this timeline where we are sadly a lot of them are getting suicided and all all this but right. um I, okay so i wanted to get into because I, I just looked at the time holy cannoli uh, i'm sorry i'm keeping you guys i like, no, like this is no 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 i want to make sure i get to some of the the typical nox mente stuff for people so uh this is a, a fucking fabulous show thank you oh no thank uh, you great so when you're encountering others in the dreamscape, and so what I mean, where you've definitely, and we've talked about this earlier, we, talk, we talked about it at one level, but now I want to kind of move into kind of some of the woo-woo, if not, so some people saw woo-woo, but like 
ghosts and entities and beings that are not you, of course. They push back. They have, they let you know that they're not you. There's a sentience to them. Uh, that could possibly be other lucid dreamers in the scape with you. How how often is that? And I, I guess I'm more particularly interested with this question in what we would consider the dead or strange beings like uh, the UFO, alien, ET realm of things. I don't even know what to call all that anymore. Right. The other. Yeah. Well, I've been saying the other, and then everyone's like, can you be more specific? And it's like, I don't know what the other is. I just know that they're the other. It's non-human entities, as far as as we know. I mean... We're not, right, Jerry? We're not coming in here saying, well, it's all, it's empirically this. You know, you know my stance on it. Everything is fucking demons, so... (laughs) area i'm getting more into that like later on in my life i'm like eh, it's probably demons yeah. probably <laughs> I, I don't actually think that it's kind of a joke i mean i i lean towards it but it's just a catchphrase but yeah i, I don't know what they are i mean i uh, my personal view is that they're projections from our subconscious if not external yeah mm-hmm. so Anyway, well, sorry. see, and this is where I'm clarifying is that, oh, you're talking about demons, Jerry. Yeah. And so I'm talking about in the dreamscape where you're encountering, you know, Aunt Mabel died and you get to experience Aunt Mabel through the dreamscape or, and then I'm throwing the others in, uh, you had an experience with say like a gray or some other type of uh, well-identified extraterrestrial or even whatever whatever those others are that's not the guru or the uh guide that we're talking about earlier it's right from that. yeah because like you have why the characters are they're men, men, yeah, the they're, they're not bad guys they're you know I, I've, I you have those more than often but then there's the things that are the others like they're the creeps they're the scary things. Um, yeah, they're, I think when you, when you run into the, those, it's hard to say is like, am I dealing with, cause there, there's been times where I thought maybe I was dealing with a dead person and they're just like erratic and, and it doesn't make sense. Cause I would sometimes wonder, and maybe it's just movies made me think this, um, especially like that. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the, the haunting, the first season or the haunt, the hill, the haunting, the hill house of the haunting of the, thingy <laughs> was on netflix well, I, I remember yeah. the original movie which is so scary because they right. didn't give you they didn't show you anything your imagination filled in the blank kind of like jaws yeah yeah totally um but there was in that the tv the netflix show the first season second one was awful yeah but uh uh there was this exploration of like what is life and death and uh you know um like if a dead person might be kind of getting lost in their own, like, you know, I, I don't even know how to put it in words, but there's this, it felt like that show had some, another truth drop where there might be things that as they get older without saying like, cause I don't think there's time in that realm. It's not like linear, like ours or it's not even linear, <laughs> but you know what I mean? This, um, but as maybe time goes on, they get more disillusioned and, uh, kind of fall apart from what they are so they might seem more psychotic and scary um 
so yeah, I've, I've ran into things like that and, um, like that, that snake thing I told you about that, that felt really like old and scary and big. It felt really big. Like it, like it was, it was, it was in the, like, it was like in the, the code. That's what it felt like. It felt like it was hiding underneath the code of the, the matrix of my, uh, building of, of reality in that space. Yeah. The one that was in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like, so like there, I feel there's probably different levels of, uh, power and, uh, or even awareness with these things. Um, but the things that bump and night, I think also maybe they, maybe they even, um, come over in the, the waking world. Cause I had a, I've had a couple like spooky experiences. I, I lived in this apartment when, when I first started dating my wife and she never slept in the back room. And like when I, when I first like started hanging out with her, she had a bedroom. It was just one bedroom. She, she would never go in there. And, uh, I always thought that was weird and, but it was messy. So she gets like threw shit in there. So I was like, I was like, why are we sleeping out here in the living room? It's like, I'm like, I'm tired of this couch. And she didn't know. She's like, I just never wanted to, you know, fix it, fix it up. And I was like, we should just get a bed and, you know, clean it up and whatnot. And then when we started sleeping in there, weird shit started happening. I, I don't know if this is, <laughs> it's not really dream related, but there was, there was, there was a little bit because like, I think I started meeting that thing because I would have a lot of, uh, um, um, uh, sorry, the sleep paralysis once we start staying in there. Like I didn't have them that often at that point, but like they happened all the time when I was there and that bad dreams. Um, and then also stuff would happen in the real world. Um, and so there was a couple times where like we'd be in there and she had this old shitty, like 19 early nineties or eighties, like dialed TV. It was like a real piece of shit. <laughs> so like, if you didn't turn it off, right. Like the, knob would just like pop off so like i mean there could have been a reason why that it would just turn on randomly as in the middle of the night maybe i don't know but it would do that it was like just go turn on just like a fucking horror film so I go out there and turn it off i'm like Fuck. and that's how it started first started with that after i was getting like the sleep paralysis um and then then cabinets would slam just go whack out of nowhere and that was like <laughs> terrifying it's like okay that's that's kicked up a notch um and then one night we were sleeping and i i always like to keep if i'm you know if i was staying at a place or uh, anywhere i lived i'd like to have the door locked in the bedroom because for some reason i in my head i was like well if someone broke in it gives me a little time you know if, if something like that so there was one night I'm hearing the handle shake like pretty violently. It's like, it's pretty fast. And I'm like, I'm waking up and I'm like, what the fuck's that noise? And she wakes up and she's like, someone's trying to open the door. I was like, oh shit. At this time we had a shotgun like in the closet. So I'm like, I'm going to pull out this bad boy. I'm like, I'm going to really fucking make someone uh, wish they weren't in this house. Um, but I was terrified too. Cause like, you know, being woken up, like thinking that's going to happen. The adrenaline's just like pumping. You're just fucking you're just feeling crazy. Um, so I like grab it um, and it's still going, it's like, just shaking. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm just gonna unlock it, pop it. I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm just gonna unlock it, pop it open, <laughs> like present the gun. I'm like, but don't do too far. You don't want him to grab it. And like, I'm just, all these like fucking thoughts running in my head. And, uh, I open it and I turn the light cause there's light right next to the, where this little hallway It's like, it was like a tiny place. 
and nothing there. Go and check out the kitchen, front room, nothing, just nothing's there. And that was fucking terrifying. Um, But that place, it was, there was like a weird portal there. I felt like, cause that place was not only like, like a, a den for sadness, <laughs> just like crazy people. That apartment complex was like, just, we just see the craziest people. There was like a lady that had an iguana pet that was like really big and, you know, just weird random fights in the parking lot. But uh, there was this weird lady that lived above this that started like, kind of like trying to constantly get me to get a rise to Walmart and just weird shit. And <laughs> so like, there was bad vibes in that, in that. So I couldn't tell if there was like something that got brought in or it was already there, but it seemed like once we started sleeping in that bedroom, it got like turned up a notch and it got, so we left pretty much after that. We were, I was like, I'm like, we can't fucking stay here. I'm like this shit's going to drive me nuts. Um, and I felt like it kind of followed us for a little while after that, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. This kind of stuff fascinates me to no end. And I have a personal story about a bedroom and staying on the couch rather than the bedroom. That's very similar, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to take up the show talking about it. It was very similar. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep in the bed, in the bedroom at all. I wouldn't use it at all. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out why I will say when I did though, I was getting the most amazing downloads in that space. So I did get some, it was fruitful on that side of things, but the, the night terrors and the paralysis were off the chart. Scary, scary. And I'm, I'm a bad bitch, <laughs> you know? So it's, and I'm, I'm really in tune with a lot of this stuff and it, it really shook me. So I get that. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to say that, you know, we've got to honor that sometimes. And I think some, I don't know what you, how you feel about this. Sometimes there are spaces that you can't clear. Yes. Yes, that's totally true. We tried. <laughs> we tried a lot. Yeah. I yeah, actually think it's uh, worse. Right. I, it's somehow, and I've, I've encountered like all the new agers and no offense in the world to new agers. Uh, that, you know, are like, well, I wasn't cleansing it right or something. And it's like, well, I, I really pulled out all the stops, you know, salt, incense, uh, sage, you name it. I mean, I, I, I just, it's sometimes there are spaces that collide uh, in, in our world that are portals, like the ley lines, right? And our vortexes. And we all know this, and sometimes those spaces are, for whatever reason, supercharged, and no amount of what you do is going to change that because they're a vortex of some sort. Yeah, no, I knew you. I had a weird sync when you said that because I was thinking in my head right before you talked. I was like, "Oh my god, the place was like it felt like a vortex portal node." where it was just like infinite sadness, <laughs> you know, it was like something was ripped open there and it was, it's not going to heal. Um, yeah. The sadness is a big deal. And, and I find that very intriguing. Okay. So while we're here at this point too, have you been able to, I don't know how much death you've had in your life, but have you been able to tap into anyone that died were you able to see a death before it happened or know that the death, death was going to happen before it happened? 
and experienced it through dream time? Um, no, not, not, I've, I had, I mean, I've, I've seen dead, like people have passed in dream or even like, I've had a weird, like doppelganger. I had a friend who died a few years ago and I, I'd always see his doppelganger and that was always strange. But my wife is actually the one who's like really in tune with that. She actually, um, her grandfather passed, uh, last year and she's had multiple dreams where she's communicated with him, but it's, it's like he it's almost like he's in water and he can't he's like getting frustrated and trying to get things across to her and it's not happening so but she's very she's very psychic um she's scary psychic but i think all women are naturally excuse me women and men i'm sorry they exist oh wait wait, you can't say that (laughs) i mean you're gonna get canceled (laughs) but i mean i'm more scared my wife will cancel me First, you know, okay. right. Bring it home. That's where you should be afraid. <laughs> Call him all energy like a motherfucker. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think you, you ladies um, have this natural ability and, you know, and I think there's also something too with a uh, long hair. I don't know if they heard those studies. That, oh like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Antennas and stuff. They're there. I obviously you can see I'm not, I'm not there with it. And that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen too many dead but people. Natives people, you know, natives people have always talked about this and you have that in your line. Yes. So I've, I've had a weird native American esque. Oh, actually that was like dreaming. Now I think about it. I was telling you about, um, uh, pyramid Lake where I'm like out living. There's, um, a strange is a strange place. It's out and out in the middle. You have to be driving pretty far on pyramid highway. And there's Masonic stuff all the way up there, but that's, <laughs> um, so there's this old lake called pyramid and it's, it's native land. Um, and they have like their own native police and whatnot. Um, I, um, and they, so there's reason why it's called pyramid lake. The story is, I actually think there's other reasons why it's called that, but there's this strange, um, like rock formation in the middle that looks kind of like the top of a pyramid. Um, if you really kind of like squint and you're like, yeah, it looks kind of like a pyramid. <laughs> um, but there's like a lot of lore of that area. Like uh, uh, some of the lore was there's these things called water babies. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Um, but I'm uh, not sure. Water babies? Yeah. Give us a fast crash course on water okay. babies. The water babies were a, ban- uh, a banded or aborted babies that died that they put in the water, like in the like 1800s or something. So there were, that's, that was the story that they, they throw these dead babies in there and then they get reanimated. And like, um, if you're swimming out there, cause a lot of people die in this lake, it just happens. There's like a lot of strange channels. There is actually a theory that maybe it actually channels through another water, like there's a water pass itch through it. Um, it's kind of like a Bermuda triangle of Nevada and planes crash in there, boats go missing, all kinds of stuff. But anyways, the story was that these water bays will grab you and pull you under and kill you. Um, and there's also a siren story from really old. I found it recently and I was like, oh, that's fascinating. That has to do with the water babies too, where she was like kind of like their um, mother. Uh, <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm getting off subject with the, oh, so I was. Oh, I think I am familiar with that, but through the water babies, but through all the other parent, paranormal activity that happened there. Yeah, there's a lot of it, UFO stuff and um, just, but there was, so I was a, I was a kid and I was um, with a friend and his family camping there. We were just there for a few days and um, this is kind of embarrassing, but I had, I had a problem with, 
because there's no bathrooms out there. So I didn't know how to go number two. <laughs> I was like, I was really, I was pretty like, I was like seven, maybe it was a little, I sh- so I was like scared to go to the bathroom, right? This is really embarrassing. I, I don't really want to, sh- <laughs> but I'll, here I go. Oh, I'll, I'll top you in a minute on that one. Number right. two was my challenge. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I was thinking about doing it. I'm like, how do I do this? I take the pants off. Do I go? I'm like, no, if I keep the pants off enough. Anyways, um, so I got, I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to wait until I get home because it was like a two night thing or a day and a, one night. So I was like, I'll just wait. And I think what ended up happening, I got my, so I, was, I was holding it and I was trying to go to sleep and I was in so much pain and discomfort because I, because I, I was like, I'm just holding it. And I hear like native drums and singing, like, uh, you know, like cliche. And, uh, and I'm like, and I feel like I'm like sweating and I'm just like crazy out of my mind. Cause I'm just like destroying my innards by holding it. Um, let's just say it didn't work. Cause when I fell asleep, I, I woke up and I, my, I did my business, which was another Uh-oh. story of embarrassment. <laughs> they smelled, you know, I tried to pass it off. They, uh, and <laughs> wow. But, uh, what, so when I'm happy, was, I, the next day I was like, I was like, did you guys hear all those drummings and like, uh, like the Indians singing? And they're like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I felt like I got in such a fevered, weird state that I like, quote unquote, hallucinated, like weird. Uh, but like what well, I told, I told my dad, um, later, like years later when he came back around and he thought, Oh no, that was probably your ancestors. And I was like, Oh, what? So that was a weird concept. And then my grandma said the same thing when I when I saw her. She thought it was my ancestors. And I was like, because I tried to hold my poo. <laughs> um, so that's well, that's interesting. And it, it kind of to use a modern name now, it circles back around to what we were talking about earlier with the genetic stuff. Yeah. I mean, really, that I find that quite interesting, that sync up in a way. It's, uh, I do love hearing that you're a fellow number two challenge person when you were young. <laughs> it was, I had the sleepover experience and was never invited back. And, uh, <laughs> still that weird. I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere outside of my house. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I don't know what it, it's so funny to think about. I can laugh about it. I don't even care. Everyone, everyone knows the craziness around me. I mean, I named my vagina Igor, for God's sake. So uh, the blue thing. What was that movie that had the, oh, it was American Pie, right? The guy, the guy that called Shitbreak? Yeah. Oh, dude, I did. I never saw that movie, but it's for those of us that were number two challenged when we were little, it, you know, it's a situation. It's yeah. A situation. I was asleep. I mean, you know, like in those early dreams when you have to go urinate and you find yourself in toilets and toilet rooms or and that kind of stuff, and your body's telling you this is clear, a clear connection between your autonomic system and your dream world saying you need to wake up and urinate i got an override on that with the poo like for (laughs) some reason (laughs) it was like i was short-circuited on that brain the on that uh neuroptic experience well since you bring that up i always when i have to go to the bathroom in a dream like if I go, I'm like, I'm making my way to a bathroom. It's always disgusting and like filled with crap and like, piss <laughs> and like everywhere. And that's what I think stops me in the dream from peeing myself. <laughs> yes. Here. 
it's really, yeah. So I don't know that happens to anyone else, but like that's that's pretty common in my dreams. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. See, this is we are not all serious here at Nox Mente, people. This is this is. <laughs> no. But, if you can't talk about pooping the bed, <laughs> then then you're simply not free. I know you guys aren't that like highbrow. We're like scoffing and like, oh, <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> we are so not that. We are so not that. Um, but I do love that example, and it, it is it's interesting how that stuff plays out. So I want to get. I know we're getting closer. I can't believe the time. So. I want to get in on your ideas of what do you think is going on in the dreamscape when you go there and when you get in there and as somebody that is a lucid dreamer. And so I'm really talking to that person in you, what, what's really going on? How are these states of consciousness so separate and yet so connected it, it, when you're in the lucid dream, it it's as real as real, except for it can feel hyper to me. It feels hyper uh what do you think's going on that's my question Josephus. um i think again it's like the elf in the room where we should be talking about this more it's the other side of reality um it's sometimes more silly and scary but uh there's there's stuff to be pulled out there for what's going on here. And I know there's government <laughs> government programs about this. They're like, they're digging in. They're like, Oh yeah, we've been at this for a while. Um, but as a that's side, why I say get into the Solaris blue Raven. Uh, okay. Rabbit I, hole is fascinating links. Cause I will look into that. Cause that's probably meant to be, but uh, yeah. And I, I think, it tells you a lot. Not only does it tell you a lot about reality, but I think it tells you a lot about yourself and uh, the things that you need to know and learn and grow. Cause I think in this realm, we're here to do those things. And, you know, I know a lot of people think that's nonsense, but you know, if you're not paying attention, I don't think you move on to the places you need to go. You know, I think we're, we're, we're meant to be here, you know, and uh, grow because time is a funny thing in and the dream realm it's kind of fluid but here when we're you know we only have so much right we're in saturn's realm um and when when you're dreaming and getting all these like weird otherworldly uh informational polls and whatnot i think it's trying to tell you it's like hey pay attention uh synchronicities too is the same way it's like pay attention because this is these are pivotal points that are going to help you on your growth period and if you don't, you're going to get fucked and you're going to have to probably maybe come back. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but I, I do think dreams are so important. And I, and the, and also, you know, the um, Aborigines, I think have a lot more information about that because they call it the dream time. And, uh, you know, there's like one of the oldest people and they, they have, there's a lot, that's a whole other thing to unpack, but uh, it's, it's very important and we should be paying attention not only into your own dreams, but other people's dreams. Cause I think, cause I know there's that whole meme where it's like, no one wants to hear your dreams, <laughs> but I, I, I like hearing other people's dreams, especially if they're interesting. Um, but yeah, I think we need to just pay attention, um, grow. And when you get that gold, write it down because fuck when it's gone, it seems like it's gone, but maybe not. Maybe it shows up later. Maybe that's, that's the thing about dream time too, is it shows up when it needs to. And that's when, uh, you know, it locks locks into the, the 
or the key goes into the lock and unlocks the doors. Uh, well, see, that's significant. Do you, so, okay, Deja, let's just springboard here into deja vu. Have you had deja vus that you could pinpoint to dreams you had? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, um, and then I've had ones too that in real life where they've gone out long, you know, it's a few seconds. And I'm like, well, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you like a lot of like, for instance, this happened and that, um, but you know how deja vu's is when they happen, you're just like, oh fuck. I, I know I dreamt this <laughs> or something. Um, it's just, it's just an odd feeling. And it's just like, it's kind of zaps you as it's happening and you're like this is happening and then it goes away and you're like oh okay well the reason i mentioned <laughs> that right there is because you had in the stuff you had prefaced up to that mm-hmm. is that where do the dreams go or how significant and it's funny that they're always there that information's always there and it's through some for me it's through deja vu sometime that i'm like oh man i remember dreaming this experience Hmm. and so the information and they're usually mundane again the power of mundane stuff Mm -hmm. and and so it's like this information remains logged somewhere within the annals of of you whatever you are and your consciousness that is wide wide and big and out there whatever that is the akashic field the akashic records whatever a deja vu i think is such a good example of this because it's like i remember walking into this room or opening this book mundane stuff but whoa this was a dream right and that's the funny thing about the mundaneness of it that's so profound it's a it's a contradiction right it uh and maybe that's the only way it really stands out because if it was just so if it was like so like epic and movie like you'd be like yeah that's that real <laughs> it's, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to put it but it's, it's always the same for me too when it's the day job it's, it's something mundane and kind of silly usually and i'm like what the fuck but maybe that's again that's the poking at you going hey pay attention this is real this isn't um you know your life and consciousness and whatever it's not it's not just passe boring like oh you're just on a spinning ball of nonsense floating through space you know waiting for fucking psychopathic demons to like, <laughs> you know, try to take over your life or <laughs> it's, it's way more than that. And, you know, and I think they're the life is trying to beat you down and make you forget how special and wonderful you are. And a great snowflake, you know, a beautiful, beautiful snowflake. <laughs> it should be like cherished. Um, but you know we're all special, um, except for the NPCs. I don't know. There's something. I'm I'm still not sure about them. I'm I'm like, do I like them? Do I not? <laughs> Are they dangerous? <laughs> but there, but there is that reality, and sadly, that snowflake thing's been co-opted uh, or usurped, even uh, that we are all special. Aside from the filler people or the NPCs, we are all special with and and we are fractals but there is something unique with each point of consciousness that that is is logging into this experience and that i don't like seeing become 
washed away in some of the modern identity politics. That is something that we need to hold on to and reclaim because it's true. I am not where people who get caught up in the everything's connected and it is, I 100% agree. But my the expression, the possibility of me is different than the possibility of you. And there are billions of trillions of reasons why. And so that's why, why we form differently and are different and our slants are different. It's that whole thing of walking through a room and everyone sees something different or the elephant in the black room, everyone's touching something. It's all the same elephant. Right. It is. Yeah. I totally hundred percent agree. Just, you know, it's, a, it's interesting because the person holding, touching if it's a male elephant, the wiener and the person on the trunk, you know, like you, y'all might have some similarities. Well, there's a similarity going on here. You're all ha- there's an entanglement there. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, oh, this one just shot me with something wet. What the fuck? <laughs> right. Well, both of them could, you know, the, the trunk could too, if it had a drink. So this is so funny. Jerry, did you get any questions? I've loved, this has been a great Noxman day, by the way, Bocephus, because we've had some good laughs from beginning to end. And you have brought forth amazing, freaking amazing material here to Noxman day tonight. And bonus, we had, um, I'm not in the chat, so I, I don't know who's there, but Jason quit being in the chat is awesome because we love him here. Yeah, Jason was here for, I don't know if he's still here, but he was, and the usual crew. And my love to everyone out there. I just, I love the Knoxman Day crew. <clears throat> and Yogi so, Chandra just showed up, so. Yogi, you're late. <laughs> he is. So, but, do we have any questions, Jared? I Not as of yet. No, I mean, you've pretty much used your psychic abilities to read all the questions that came up already, so. Really? Specific ones? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, half the time, though, I think it's just logic. You know what I'm saying? Like we're going in a logical direction. It just so happens, though, that you ask him right after some, like uh, Nate was in there and he asked something about ancestrals, you know, I forget the exact question, but then right away you asked a question about his, his, his DNA. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nate, Nate was here? Yeah. Yeah, Nate's in there. He's, he's a fascinating character. I love Nate. I hope he's still there. <clears throat> He's like, he's like my Chowson in like real life. <laughs> I was just on his uh, podcast. What was it? Six of six of something swords or six of wands. I don't remember. I was on a couple of them, but I'm sure he'd have you on at any time. Yeah, we were, we're actually, we're going to work that out. We, we've gone back and forth and we've, the timing seems nigh now. So. Well, let us know and you know, we'll promote it. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Now I had a lot of fun and you guys are, awesome and good people and uh yeah i just appreciate this and i'm I'm glad i was the the barrel scraping scum at the bottom you were i didn't I know <laughs> but bocephus i didn't know this i just show up on wednesdays and see I, who jerry's got booked i didn't say that <laughs> no i just like saying it because it's funny <laughs> it, is, it is funny but i mean it wasn't wasn't barrel scraping. as i said I was thrilled when I saw, because you're always tickling me out in the world with, you know, you've got some mer- good mirth to you. Oh, and God yes. knows we need that right now. If yeah. we were barrel scraping, we get like Carrie Cassidy on here. <laughs> oh, shit, Jerry. Jerry's got a big issue with Carrie. I do not. Et Let's cetera. just get this clear. 
But Ooh. okay, so oh, we do we have a question, Jared? No. Oh wait, I got a wait. What is oh my O negative? Oh, oh are you O negative? Yeah, there we go. You know, I don't know. You know, I should know my blood type. It's like if I get really severely bodily injured, I'm like, they're like, what's your blood type? I'm like, I don't know, man. Put all of them in there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Maybe. Probably. I think they can type it so fast these days yeah. when when there's an accident. You can get a kit for 10 bucks on Amazon. Okay. I do. But Jerry, do you think, I think, I feel like Posifus is probably in the RH negative category. I hope so. If that makes me special. You well, I don't know that it makes you special. I sure and I, I, I hear a lot of people say I'm O negative, and I hear a lot of people say that it's um unfortunate. So I don't know who's trying to say it's a special category, but whatever. It's different. I, I mean, only fifteen percent of people are negative, RH negative. I got a question. So are memories of dreams as vivid as actual memories for you? Are memories of dreams as vivid as actual memories? Um, yes, sometimes. Yeah, um, when when they're in the they're in the epic, vivid realm. Yes, they're like super intense and like I, the landscape and everything is uh, very memorable. Um, it's usually just some the gold that slips through my fingers. I'm like fuck, you know. It's like the DMT elves are just like giggling as uh, I forget these things. Like, you know, I'm a big dummy human, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, there, I, I, uh, dream in color, lots of sensation. I'm just not very good about, um, like astral travel and stuff yet. Hopefully I can get there, but, uh, I think it's cause I'm scared a little bit when I start feeling it. Or you're locked out. I could be locked out. You know, I could be doing a 20 year stint. That's the way I look at it. I can't, I can't leave my body and I just figure I'm locked in here. They don't want me out. They don't want me roaming around. Mm. No, not Jerry. Dangerous. They know, they know Jerry better. With, Jerry with his his um, astral Tourette's. Lord have mercy on well, yeah, I swear they've made the character. <laughs> Jerry, you know what I'm talking about here, right? No. The character you are. Yeah. In the cartoon. What cartoon? <laughs> the, um, it's, uh, it's so funny that it's running Rick and Morty. So you're Rick. I swear it's based off of Jerry. I swear to God. (laughs) I am so not, I am not kidding. I think in some other dimension or universe, they, they, they looked and they studied Jer and then they came up with that character, Rick. I wish I was that witty. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) 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 Hammered. You're, you're there. Yeah, really? I don't drink. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks so much, dude. It's been a great pleasure having you on the show and great to meet you. And I know we'll be in touch. And, uh... Yes. Please, please touch me as much as you can. Sure. Uh, do, okay. you wanna, do you want to uh, plug anything? Your show, your um, channel? Yeah. Um, I'll give you the the links, but I, I you can just follow me on Twitter. I'm a, I'm a real shit storm there. Um, you guys know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're fun. You, you guys are fun too. Like I, I, I enjoy it all. You know, I think we got to keep it alive. Um, the shit show. Um, and then I'm, I'm on YouTube as well. I'm should be doing more videos soon. I have a few, um, I'm, I'm working on something with, a with, a coup magic, or <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this, like Chinese magic and the ties and, uh, with, uh, possibly the ties of some of the stuff going on right now. So oh. 
Okay, no. See, this is all new. You say Q magic, and I think Q and oh, on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool. like, what kind like of wizardry key. is that? You should <laughs> check out um Benabel Wen. She does love Benabel. She does foo magic. Okay. Benabel is, that... is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um it's yeah, because it's a uh, Chinese magic, but also there's some ties with uh um some of the Western esoteric things and possibly uh, I, I know I'm, I'm still digging it. I'm trying to figure out how to like beautiful mind it. Cause I have like my board with the strings. And I'm like, how do I make this a narrative that is understandable, but there's some stuff I found is kind of, at least in my opinion, that's kind of fascinating with it. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and mm-hmm. thank you, Nish. Thanks everyone for listening next week. Surprise show. I don't know who we're going to have on yet. I'm yeah. going to reach out to Jared Murphy, though. And try and get Jared. Have him. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I think it's New Moon next week, isn't it? That's a teaser. Well, Jared's for definitely an obelisk. Yeah. So, yeah. All cool. right. So, thank you, Jerry and Bocephus, and everyone that I know is out in that chat that loves us. We love you. We love you more. Mm hmm. And for, I'm sure, our one, we always get that one ubiquitous thumbs down even before the show starts. I already got it. We love you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. All right. I'm being, that's satire, totally. But, you know, it is engagement. It is. It doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. No press. What's that? No bad press, you know. No bad press. (laughs) All right, everyone. Have a great night, and we'll see you next week.